0: yeah that's the one thing that I think people do not seem to get right and it, and it's the same for gold you know not everybody buys a a one ounce gold right. bar or right. whatever you can buy a tiny you can buy a coin you can buy you know yeah. like I said rings right. with bitcoin the lowest denomination of bitcoin is called a satoshi mm. and I think it's point zero like eight place values and a one. So if you take the lowest denomination of Bitcoin that you can physically store and hold, the equivalent of what, like a penny with the dollar, that is not even worth a penny. Mm. So I think if that lowest amount of Bitcoin, a Satoshi, ends up being worth a penny, then I think Bitcoin would be trading at something like $700,000. Okay. Hey, welcome to the Angel Research Podcast. My name is Jason Friert. I am here today with Christian DeHamer. We finally decided to not bring a Jason on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, welcome, Chris.
1: Why, thank you. So, glad to be here.
0: Of course. I know you're glad to be here with me. <laughs> of course. So today, this morning, um, what's today? The 12th, June 12th, CPI numbers came out. What Quick take on, on those numbers and, and what they mean. What do you think? Well,
1: I believe it was uh, 4.0 and uh, expectations were 4.1. But it, the big picture is inflation, you know, they printed up, you know, t- 40% of the money supply during COVID. Inflation ramped up to 9%, 95 something like that. And it, it did a spike and now it's back down to 4%. It's been going down for, I don't know, six months now or something.
0: Well, it's been going, the, no- the number's been going down, but it's still. Prices well, are still, still going f- up.
1: <laughs> right, it's still 4%, so it will keep going up but it's not going up 9%. Right. I
0: right. think uh, it seems like they've done a good job of being like, "Oh, 4%, that's that's great." But right. not so much in the in the long term. Um so do you think it's going to affect the Fed decision to raise rates is tomorrow, right? Is it tomorrow?
1: Yeah, it's tomorrow. But uh and so the question is, you know, there they were sort of projecting that they were going to pause, right? Right. And so, but then uh, the bank of the bank of um, I think Canada raised rates, and uh, some other one, maybe the ECB raised rates. Japan hasn't been raising rates at all all through this mess. Right. And uh, so, I mean, you know, if I'm a betting man, and I am. Um, <laughs> and you, <are. laughs> you know, I'm betting that you know the they're going to pause, and I think that's sort of priced in. The CPI came in at four percent, and the markets up half a percent, you know, mm-hmm. quarter of a percent, not much. It didn't launch here, so everybody's waiting on tomorrow.
0: And the euros, and this will probably this probably will we'll see what happens because this will probably not be released until after the numbers, so we'll know all that. But um, what was it yesterday or last week? They're saying the eurozone is now officially in recession you think that'll play into their decision at all
1: well it probably will because they all talk to each other i mean i don't see why they wouldn't pause at this point i I mean uh, the risk is that you know you keep going up and then you know there's a lag effect you know and so
0: it's kind of kind of it's a six months
1: lag and so it's going to keep going down and and we'll see what happens yeah excellent
0: so I read um, your energy and capital for today talked about Bitcoin mm-hmm. and uh, we are fast approaching July I, I, and the release of what the Federal Reserve is calling fed now right um, do you know if they set an actual date or are they still just saying July
1: I, I the last I read was July yeah and so I want to say 13 but I don't I don't think that's true but uh but the Fed now is, is, you know, they've had since Bretton Woods for about 60, 70 years now. When was that? 49. So for 70 years, they've had this system that's sort of built layer on layer on layer on how to, you know, transact money overseas and through these giant institutions and all that stuff. And so part of what they're trying to do is is reduce that to a more frictionless environment.
0: Right. My understanding is, at first at least, it's completely voluntary for right. the institutions to to take part in. But the Fed acts as a sort of clearinghouse or so much. They're an intermediary in between these. So they're saying when this launches in July, it's going to be a lot of bank-to-bank transfers. Um, but you know, even on their website, they envision you paying th- now using your bank, but the bank is going to be using the Fed now system to transact. So the big concern here is this is more government control over your finances.
1: Right. Well, it's a precursor to the digital dollar, right? And so I mean it's almost inevitable that this will happen you know unless you know you get some sort of conservative government come in but uh you know and they pass a you know a constitution amendment or something of that nature but it seems that you know the the restrictive it's like uh, the the government's like a giant boa constrictor and like every time you breathe out you know it it squeezes a little mm-hmm. more you know in the 80s, like, you know, even laundering money wasn't illegal. And then, you know, Reagan and all them decided, you know, we'll go after to the druggies and we'll, you know, find out where they're hiding money in the Bahamas or whatever. And, uh, you know, in, in each 10 years or some other rule, you know, now they're trying to say, you know, Venmo, somebody 600 bucks, they're going to go after you. And they hired 80,000, you know, IRS agents.
0: And- I had heard they're going back. They're like sort of ignoring the statute of limitations too on some of this. It used to be what like seven years they wouldn't like go back.
1: Go back after taxes, right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: and now like I'm hearing they're just like throwing that out and they're going you know back as far Um, as far. I guess now that they're staffing up with their their agents, they have the manpower to do that. So, so where does that leave us in terms of preparing for this situation? I know you, like I said, your article this week talked about Bitcoin and mm-hmm. crypto. Uh, where can people, you know, sort of protect themselves going forward for you know this continued sort of watchful eye of the government? Maybe they're not doing anything quite yet, right. but you know, like you said, it's first just like yeah, just use this system. It's opt in. It's opt in. And then, you know, like anything, the banks are going to get pressured to opt in and users aren't really going to even know because like the video on their website, if you go and watch it, this is on the FedNow website. It's like FedNow.org. It says, oh yeah, you'll just open an app on your phone through your credit union because they used used credit union Uh because that makes it feel i guess less uh more community and, and more safe right, i right. guess a credit union and not a big scary bank through the app that uses the fednow system so to you yeah like we can like i can open up my you know capital 1 or whatever bank right. app now and the one they use is a lot of the banks uses zelle right so they'll do that but it's basically they're trying to compete with the venmos the zells But it's going to be through your bank, so people will be like, "Oh, well, you know, what's the difference? This is easy. I can do it. It's no fees. I'm assuming." Right. But the difference is, you know, the the government is storing all that stuff. There's going
1: to be yeah, a giant database, and you know, all that stuff, and then and then, uh, you know, what sort of privacy right? regulations are there if any and and things like that or you know well the scary part is is like when trudeau went after the the truckers you know in canada and he's he he like froze people's bank accounts you know without due process and it was
0: people that like sent like 25 bucks right right. insane so i mean or like
1: deliver, you know who or who the truckers went and bought coffee from like little shops you know stuff like that crazy that they can you know just arbitrarily put you out of business you know yeah and you know for all
0: intensive purposes they kind of already can through a lot of these things i mean i remember so the big thing that we were pretty close on was uh during the obama administration i think it was called operation choke point right
1: the marijuana
0: yeah so they went so the fdic it was through the fdic which is interesting now with all these like other like insuring of deposits and stuff like that they basically said oh um you know we're not going to regulate you having these businesses and because oh it's a state's issue like hey marijuana okay it's legal in this state um guns right guns was a big gun manufacturer or not manufacturers but gun retailers right Right, right, right. hey your your state says it's okay you're following all the local things and we're not going to be able to politically pass a federal law to prohibit prohibit this stuff but we have control over the fdic so we can pull people's banking you know put pressure on the underwriters and until they were just like, you know what, like, yeah, I don't yeah, you want to get insurance. Right. You, know,
1: you can't get a rent. You can't rent a place because you don't have enough bank, you know, yeah. you know, whatever.
0: Right. And so to me, you know, this could be a much larger style operation choke point that and maybe whoever is in office, you know, right. it, it decides to be benevolent about it. But the tools start to become there right. where. Hey, oh, yeah, you can't send a, um, a Fed now payment to buy XYZ product right, right, like right. no, you know what I mean. And then the retailers or whoever selling said product are like, yeah, we, you know, we had, you know, it essentially puts them at a business.
1: Right. You can't buy buy a V eight engine, or you can't buy, you know, a Big Mac, or you can't buy, uh, you know, whatever.
0: I think Big Macs are safe for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that sort of stuff will be the last thing they go I after.
1: Know, they're going after cows, <laughs> you know. They're going after fatty foods.
0: Right, and there's a. <laughs> the, so there's a. Sure,
1: there would be enough people if they went after the Big Mac.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, so that's the that's the thing is it's a way to layer on these regulations because they've already put regulations in place for, you know, the climate stuff and ESG and all these things right. and taxes. But there's, you know, at some point that becomes politically untenable for them to do. Right. So they have this extra layer which is Sort of like behind the scenes pressure.
1: Behind the scenes and very complicated. The average person's not going to understand. They can spin in any way they want to.
0: No, I mean no down. one. It, the average person doesn't understand how the banking system works right. as it is now, and it is complicated with uh, I guess, the SWIFT well, banking. Bankers s- don't understand. how the Yeah, banking system the, system works. so you have the SWIFT banking system, right? right and sure. then when you're doing wires and international, which is one of the um, amazing uses of. Crypto, which was cross-border, sort of sending a payment because especially small transactions, you want to send a hundred dollars to, you know, I don't know any country, right. and it's like, oh yeah, it's twenty or thirty dollar like wire fee. You're, you know what I mean, at a minimum. Um, but it does end up scaling up to to much larger amounts. Or you
1: want to take a lot of money from, you know, so you come to the U.S., you work, and you want to go back to Guatemala and you know buy a house or whatever, you know, but you don't want to carry it in cash, and you don't want to, you know, all sorts of reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Or you're in you're you're you know you're in Argentina and there's political situation, 100% inflation. You know how do you protect your money? You know in South America and Argentina, Bitcoin was huge. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean it still is. Yeah. Um I, I know yeah, Argentina, I don't know what their inflation rate is now, but like something like
1: it was running like hundred yeah, percent for a while, yeah. Yeah,
0: sixty to eighty percent. And uh I was talking to someone who does business down there and they basically said, Yeah, you have to like employees, you have to yeah, give them like raises like every two or three months. Right. Um
1: They get paid and they go to the store. Yeah. Cause yeah, if you wait a week, you know, it's going to be more expensive. Yeah,
0: yeah you gotta expensive. got to stock up, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It it really, um, it really is a is a tough situation uh, when you have that hyperinflation. So here, you know, inflation is coming down, but we had the Fed coin launch. Um, what are, the, what are specifically are people like? What are some of the types of investments you're looking at to to sort of play this coming? That's probably going to be a multi year trend.
1: Well, just trends in general or... Um, Specifically
0: related to the, you know, the Fed coin and, you know, cash, a a cashless society. I mean, we saw during COVID, right? Everybody was, oh, yeah, cash because they thought like the COVID was on the money, right? Right, But then people were like, oh, this is just way easier, which was crazy because there was fees associated with it. But it was kind of like, oh, yeah, it's better for everything, for tracking. So it seems like now, I mean, you go to... Um, I don't know if the Orioles Stadium. The last time I went last year, completely uh, cash. They want to cash, right? Yeah, they won't.
1: Because the scalpers, right? And so you can track your your QR
0: code. Yeah, but this is just like buying um, like a hot dog.
1: How no, they won't take? Yeah, your hot
0: dogs no, anymore. no, no, they won't. No. Anything in there? They want, and then they also have the little tip tip thing on there right. too.
1: That's ridiculous. <laughs> So right but well I like uh, there are certain companies like Visa for example uh is really big in in you know tra- cross border transactions and and building up all these uh you know um behind the scenes uh networks of, of moving money around um there's a couple other in there I like uh I like uh data centers and um uh, semiconductors because just the sheer amount if you go to if you go to a cashless society, if you go to digital, centralized digital coins, you're going to need, you know, massive amount of of servers and, you know, memory and storage and all well, that Well, and stuff.
0: Security, security, too. Yeah. Um, I think that's the big fear with having, you know, not physical money on you is, you know, I mean, these scams that have been popping up with, you know, every – like, did you see the 60 Minutes where they were talking yeah. about, like – Yeah, the scams are basically like, you know, uh, grandma, you know, calling your grandma and saying, hey, grandma. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. And and then like, hey, send me some money. It doesn't sound like you. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, no, it's me. You know what I mean? Um, But no, apparently they were using AI to like make it sound like their kid. And so basically they would send them money and basically the banks are like, well, you actually sent the money. There's not really anything we can do about it. So I think that's going to be a growing fear amongst you know, as well, opposed to you know, if you well, don't- you also
1: have to think about. I mean, this is sort of you may consider it outlandish, but like once every hundred years or so, there's like a major you know solar event, you know, from the sun that that kills off you know electricity on Earth. You know, and it last happened in, in the late 1800s, and it took out all the telegraphs. You know, and like nobody talks about that at all, and they're certainly not prepared for it.
0: Solar flares,
1: solar flares.
0: Yeah, and there's no way to predict those, is there? <laughs>
1: Well, not that I know of. (laughs)
0: We'll have to get a physicist on here. (laughs) We
1: do. But, you know, you're just saying, like, if you have something physical, you know, if you have some physical gold, I always tell people, you know, to buy, you know, buy scotch and buy, uh, you know, gold and silver, like, and uh, gold rings. Like uh, 20 years ago when, you know, the crisis did happen in Argentina and they would go to, you would go to the the market, right? And you'd try to buy food. And what are you going to buy food with? People wanted gold. Right, But because the, the way the, you know, the market would assess how much gold you have, they would just know if it's gold. So what you want to do is buy the cheapest rings, plainest rings you can find, like 14 karat. In South Africa, I know they sell 10 karat gold in rings you know so in in the u.s i think 14 is the cheapest but anyway they'll they'll give you the same price whether it's 21 karat gold or 14 karat gold or they did like 20 years ago in argentina
0: so what would they just you, they just grab it and kind of just feel it because they're well, not they going to test it they kind of rub it i guess no
1: nah, they put some uh they put some chemicals stuff on it, on it you know? and
0: can they they can't tell with a carrot of it they just they know just tell it's gold it's gold
1: right okay and so then they give you an exchange give you some money for that or some vegetables or whatever it is
0: okay yeah and it's a small these inf- are
1: the stories i've heard from people yeah. who live through this
0: right? i mean yeah, yeah i it makes sense i yeah. mean especially in this you know you'd rather your hyperinflation or no not even hyperinflation but literally no access to
1: like yeah, any sort of or, banking yeah. system or anything right you have these gold um, yeah, something to barter with, right? You know, something to trade, and and what do, what do people probably marijuana would probably work in this situation, you know? So you but said, certainly
0: whiskey, yeah. So you said Scotch, right. uh, What the cheap Scotch or the good stuff?
1: Uh, you probably get, I don't know. You got to have different
0: it. denominations of it. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, probably Jack Daniels in America would probably right for a lot, but right.
0: So so gold bars gold, rings, gold silver, rings silver silver right. that's always been the the sort of um plan for gold versus silver right is gold you know it's it's worth more right it's a little bit more portable right. you know 5000 dollars worth of gold right. you can pick up and take right. with you you know 5000 dollars worth of silver
1: right it the starts silver, to get heavy yeah a coin can be 25 a coins about 25 bucks like the size of a quarter right mm-hmm. which silver
0: now 23 dollars yeah so, so rings that makes sense right. because you know it's gold but it's a small and also you can keep yeah, it's them, a small round you can keep them yeah you can go b- oh so
1: you, uh, you know you, don't, you got rings on each finger yeah right. <laughs>
0: so that's interesting so that's is so that's the the far end of the spectrum yeah, which you know the guns we, weapons yeah. hey look we have to be prepared right to me the way i look at it is you have different stages of hedging yourself against sure. that right. that is on the far end right. so physical gold you know guns you know seeds um right y- you know silver that sort of thing place to run away uh, to land
1: far a- from a city absolutely
0: yeah. and then you have the um the sort of you know not full-blown sort of apocalypse style right. thing which you know that's obviously Far more likely or far more unlikely to be on that end. But what is very likely, which we've seen before, is some sort of major run on banks or an issue where, like you said, the system goes down for a period of time. Or Or you're
1: locked out of it.
0: Right. You're locked out of it. So you need somewhere. So you have gold in that instance as well. But that's where sort of crypto comes in and the idea of Bitcoin and these decentralized things because – you know, not everybody – if you're trying to transact with somebody across the globe that maybe has something that you need, either digitally or they can send you something. Right. You know, sending them gold is a little – you know. Right. So that's where – Or you just want to pick
1: in. up and, you know, you're flying out of the country. You don't You don't want to declare that you're moving money around and right. all that stuff. Or you don't want people to know. You know, you're a sovereign individual. And – uh. But yeah it's not the only reason that bitcoin exists you know there's there's other upsides here like i like i wrote in my article that the past three times we've had a major sell-off in bitcoin It it's went up tremendously after that and we're running in on a halving uh day
0: yeah it's I, it's probably less
1: than a year away now i think yeah i want to say it was april but it could be
0: yeah so we're less than a than a year from that and I mean, pretty much like clockwork, there's a big run going into that. I think – and there's always – right now it's like – that. you said this in your article. There's blood in the streets. Right. There seems to be an attack on crypto.
1: There is definitely an attack on, on crypto.
0: The I think it was last week or the week before um, – was it the SEC, the SEC filed against Binance? Binance. Right. And they've already sent Coinbase. a Wells notice and some different shit to Coinbase right. about securities and, and all this kind of stuff. So, to me, given that it's su- done surprisingly, held up surprisingly well. Given well, Bitcoin's all this sort of up fear, today. I
1: don't know if you saw it was up up another thousand dollars. I think really like twenty six something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because yeah. Bitcoin is the decentralized sort of coin, right?
0: Yeah. No. no one's gonna no one's gonna shut it down
1: right you can't yeah and so i mean there's a lot of shit coins out there that you know you can't shut down that are you know run by whatever that are securities you know so you have to be careful about that sort of thing but like i i think yeah you you know as you've been saying the bitcoin will be the last one standing
0: yeah there there seems to be there's always these new ones that think they're better um But it's like once you have that first mover advantage it's um you know where's where are people going to put their trust to me it's bitcoin and ethereum is you know the the second place one there's a couple of other cool projects out there that i think the technology is cool with but at the end of the day if it's not truly decentralized is it going to you know you know, and is it going to be shut down or seized or or all that kind of situation is always that right. risk,
1: right? Or you know, scammed or taken on Mt. Yeah. cox or all that stuff. Yeah, like
0: that. well, that's why I mean, if you you know, we've talked about this briefly before, but that's why I I firmly believe your crypto should be kept basically on you um, in a self storage. You know, some people call it cold storage w- wallet. Right. which uh, still a lot of people do not do. So when the FTX situation happened, people were storing their crypto, whatever the hell it was, on this exchange, and they were lending it out, slash, doing right. whatever with it. And right. then when people wanted to withdraw withdrawals, first come, you know, is a good old fashioned bank run. Right. And um, so the analogy is. If you have your cash stuffed in your mattress, and there's a bank run, you're not worried about it, right? right? So, yeah, someone could break in and you know and steal it. So it's you know it's maybe not the best solution, but if you think you know, if well, you can't you definitely trust have
1: some mat some cash stuffed in your mattress, you know? Yeah. Or you know, hidden in whatever your Bible or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Somewhere. What's your favorite spot? You're not gonna tell. Don't tell me, buddy. <laughs> Let me come. Yeah, you gotta decentralize your, your your holdings too, right?
1: Right. And so another thing is uh people don't talk about uh is that there's only what twenty one trillion billion. Twenty one billion Bitcoin. No, no, twenty one million. Twenty one million. All right. So it's like only twenty one million bitcoins that are ever gonna be mined. And uh and so it's you know, it's not inflationary in that sense. Really,
0: yeah, I mean what other resource is like that you cannot even say that about gold
1: No, they can dig up more gold right or they can find a, a an asteroid, asteroid right? You know, right
0: there's no uh, there's no uh asteroid that's going to crash that's going to have like a bunch of bitcoin in it right. and like crash the market but then
1: they did start you know other spinoffs and stuff so. yeah i mean and like what luke says you know but you can sell it in, in ever tinier increments you know but
0: still. yeah that's the one thing that i think People do not seem to get yeah. right, and it, and it's the same for gold. You know, not everybody buys a, a one ounce right. gold bar or right. whatever. You can buy a tiny. You can buy a coin. You can buy you know, yeah. like I said rings. Right. With Bitcoin, the lowest denomination of Bitcoin is called a Satoshi, mm. and I think it's point 0. zero like eight place values oh. and a one. So if you take the lowest denomination of Bitcoin that you can physically store and hold, the equivalent of what, like a penny with the dollar? Right. That is not even worth a penny. Mm. So I think if that lowest amount of Bitcoin, a Satoshi, ends up being worth a penny, then I think Bitcoin would be trading at something like $700,000 yeah, or yeah. something like that. And then... You know but you talk to people and they'll you know it's trading at oh 30,000 or when Bitcoin was at you know 69, 70 thousand like I can't afford to buy buy Bitcoin. I'm like you don't have to buy even one Bitcoin right, right. you can buy you know, as many you know right. as buy $100 you, you can buy hundred dollars right. worth of Bitcoin. you can right. buy you know less than that There's some right. fees on the exchanges that make it maybe not worth it but right. um, that's one thing that I think people don't seem to understand and even with a stock, you know there's fractional trading or whatever but typically people are like oh you got to buy at least one share of you know apple or or whatever you know
1: always like you got to buy 100 shares but i'm old school yeah whatever so
0: (laughs) all right so i think uh is there anything else you wanted to touch on hammer
1: oh i don't know i I had a lot of things you had a lot of things i don't know how long you wanted this to go i'm here
0: all i'm here all day bro what's what you got
1: uh well I I was just going to hit on my major themes which uh one is the near uh, nearshoring reshoring thing is still going right. on and that um uh, I'm long on Mexico and uh, a couple of uh Columbia company that's uh doing really well and I'm up on all those I'm I've been buying a lot of AI stocks you know I'm up uh Yeah where of those.
0: where do you see the AI trend here is this is this sort of just riding the hype cycle now do you think it's going to be – No,
1: I mean it's a legitimate trend. It will be yeah. around 10 years from now. But, yeah, I wouldn't buy here. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean we're up – I mean if you, if you look at the green candles, we're up like six or seven green candles mm-hmm. in a row. Like Avgo Broadcom, ticker Avgo AVGO is up you know, 43% or something like that. So
0: you are one of the few newsletter editors here that was around for the dot com. Mm-hmm bubble. How, what's the similarities here between sort of this AI like hype and the dot-com? Is it completely different? It seems like there's less well, plays right now. the AI right stocks, there
1: are there? 10 stocks. In yeah. 99 and 98, man, I mean, I'd, I'd come in and turn on my computer and watch, you know, like 15 stocks go up 10% a day, like Yahoo and Cisco and AOL and Dell and you know, 10% a day, you know, it was crazy. And you're like, no, nah, can't be doing this. You know, but it kept going. And the difference is every – you go go out to eat lunch, right? And every restaurant you went into, there was CNBC on, you know? Uh, you don't find that today. I don't think you can find one around here.
0: No, I mean, you know th-
1: – And, and everybody, would, everybody would tell you you were wrong, you know? I think, you know – Microsoft, which is one of the few that's still around, has a PE of I think thirty-three or thirty-five or something. Back then, it had a PE of like one hundred and sixty-five. Amazon had a PE of thousand. You know, I mean, just the 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 hype around it and the, the amount that people believed in all these dot com stocks. I mean, your average everyday Joe would just talk about them all the time. Yeah. you go to a you know a, a party, they talk about.
0: Yeah, what well, are you com, in?
1: Qualcomm.
0: Pets.com. Pets. That was yeah. the big, that was the face of the the bubble right yeah. there.
1: Well, what was that pet, the, the guy with the cigar, the puppet? Yeah, I think that, that was, was him. Yeah, like, yeah. So no.
0: they were, I remember the first time I saw a, I think it was Amazon, a commercial for a website. And oh. I was blown away. I was like, wait, they're advertising websites? And now, I mean, that's, that's everywhere. So, right. you know, I think people were correct in. The idea that the internet and websites were going to change the world. Right. So, but it's. I just just, remember
1: all these Gartner groups and all these research firms saying this will be, you know, worth a trillion dollars, you know, just mind blowing stuff. And it it came true like 15 years later. Right. But it didn't really matter when you're buying a stock, you know. Right,
0: exactly. So to me, that uh, it seems eerily similar to that. At this well, point, well, we got a
1: little micro bubble. I mean, it's sort of you right. know you could say it's similar to like the pod stocks went on a rampage and gotcha, you know, but it's 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 sort more of localized, condensed. yeah. Because
0: the dot com, I mean, that was systemic to like the market when it crashed.
1: They changed, the, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, you know how far did it fall? It went from what fifteen thousand to fifteen hundred or something. No, it could have been almost, something like that. Anyway, it took fifteen years. It took a whole generation for the Nasdaq to beat its last highs. Right. So, I mean, Microsoft traded sideways for 13 years. When I, in 2013, it had a, I think had a P of 11, was paying like 4% dividend, you know. I mean, it was super cheap. Nobody wanted it. You know, Intel was like that. A lot of them like that. Right. It's completely different. I mean, and, you know, I remember those semiconductors having, you know, semiconductors are volatile, you know. And so, you know, you can chase nvidia but you know
0: well that pe is insane right right. now it's like 200 or something it's something yeah
1: they don't last
0: yeah so you're you're sort of steering clear of these hypey plays right now i'm sure well am i trading service i'm trading them you're trading them i bought them
1: i bought them when the chat G chat gpt (laughs) first you know made like main consciousness of everybody i'm like oh i gotta get into these right. but i'm up you know 50 60 percent and i'm and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sell them but i'm not gonna buy them either. right there's gonna be i mean it's, it's they have to pull back you know
0: yeah absolutely um so mexico you've been bullish on mexico yeah, for a yeah. while um it's funny i was talking to somebody who's a mexican um real estate guy And um, Uh he, I was telling him about your bullishness on Mm -hmm. Mexico and he was like, man, he was like, this bullishness on Mexico is killing like developers because they're used to, well, they're used to getting, the peso has gone up and they're used to building for cheap. And so now their costs are going up and thus, you know, it's going to, but it still seems like, I mean, this is for you a multi Decade, decade trend that you're oh, looking for at sure. for Mexico. People,
1: you know, they're they're gonna have to do a lot of infrastructure. They're gonna have to, you know, somehow deal with the cartels. They're, you know, it's definitely early in the game. But like, you know, a lot of Chinese companies are moving to Mexico because they don't have tariffs with the U.S. And so you can build if you're a Chinese factory, you can build in Mexico and you you know save twenty five percent right off the bat. You know, so they're doing that, and it's cheaper. It's cheaper to produce in Mexico. Than it is in China now because wages in China went up so much.
0: How big of a story, though, is the whole cartel situation? Like, it seems like until that's addressed, that's. Um, I don't, You know, it's. Is it just isolated to you? Just got to know. You know, you got to work with them, or you got to work around them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the more money that goes in and gets invested and, and uh, you know, the more legitimate jobs there are and what really has to happen is Mexico has to pay their police force a lot more. So they like, you know, stop taking bribes on everybody and all of that and sort of, you know, it's going to take time, but it's already it's already happened. You know, over the past 20 years, there's been you know a tremendous, you know, gain in Mexico, you know, sort of law and order type things. So if you go to Mexico City right now, there's places like. You know, like East Baltimore, which they just built, you know, ten years ago. There's places like that that are like five times as big. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, there are a lot of patrol people with, you know, yeah, localized guns and stuff. Right? You know, yeah, making keep sure it, of it. keeping
0: it safe. Yeah. What do you, What do you think the biggest industry driver? You, you mentioned China. Is it Is it energy? Is it resources? Is it just, or is it just everything coming down to Mexico?
1: Oh well the the biggest driver yeah yeah well it's you know it's exports to the u.s right so it's part of the north you know trump had that north north america free trade agreement and he hammered it out and they uh, you know they eased a lot of things and uh so like you know tesla's building a factory down there which is close just over the border um you know the population of Mexico is younger, a lot younger. Their population pyramid is is right around you know like twenty five year olds, where you want it to be. So these people are going to work hard, have families, you know, and uh, and you know the income, the average uh, per capita income is up to like you know twelve or fifteen thousand a year. And I growing. was
0: so I was down there on a um, cruise earlier yeah. in this year, yeah. and the guy t- kind of took us around on a tour and you know telling us about the area. Um, the the town we went into was called Progresso, and he was he was saying that just, and I don't know what time frame this is, but women are now, you know, getting jobs and mm-hmm. adding into the economy where that has lagged far. So that's like a huge, just number of workers that are gonna come online as well. Um, to sort of help the production.
1: Yeah, and it's also they're more educated now. Like I, I saw something I think today or yesterday that it said like, uh, twenty years ago fifty percent of the people had a high school diploma, and now it's like sixty eight percent. You know, and they have like three of the top universities in the top fifty in the world, something like that. And so, so they're moving up the value chain, you know, and uh, you know. You know, just the conflict with China, China's slowdown in a population, you know, and the fact that, you know, the wages, what you pay, you know, a Chinese worker is now more than what you pay a Mexican worker. And then you have to ship it across the ocean, you know, and then you have to deal with tariffs, and then you have to deal with tit for tat uh, trade wars and all that stuff. You know. And Mexico also has a uh, cheaper energy, you know, so... Your overall cost production your supply lines are better and all that stuff and so i i, I just think it's going to build over the next 10 years and you should you know at the very least buy a mexican etf you
0: know right yeah. mm-hmm. all right i'm sold bullish on mexico okay. christian DeHamer. all right i think uh that about wraps it up all right sounds and great i appreciate your time remember to subscribe and like and what else should we do comment comment follow Do all the things that you do on social media, press the buttons and all that, and we'll see you next time.
1: All right.